Welcome back, viewers. By now, I'm sure you may be eager to hear how our tale of terror ends. We last left off on a moment of pure despair. Greasy Chuck faced the demons in his soul. Pish faced the demons in the derelict, both seemingly lost. A rock and a hard place, if I do say so myself. Let me not spoil anything, but just to say this. The two heroes have my sympathies. However, even I would not protest were they to somehow miraculously escape. Arias is always watching here in this terrible place. Arias is God. <laughs> Observe now as Peach Manworth flees from the terrifying newly born acolyte he encountered. <laughs> Oh, this situation is awful. Gah! He draws closer, but watch out, Peach Manworth. Pay attention to the geography of where you are going. You fool! Oh, man. Well, I better... He soared downward ten feet, landing with a... Lost, discombobulated, and in great pain, Peach crawled forward. His legs did not want to operate just yet. Though his arms were not bodybuilder status, they did the job. Oh, my aching bones. My aching android body. Oh, the love Florgan. Oh. oh, where are you, Chuck? Where are you, Elvis? Oof. Well, at least it's empty. Or at least it's... Son of a bitch. Oh, no. Oh. Well, what surprisingly good fortune. What are the odds that that creature would suddenly die? Oh, how upon hearing that second creature did Peach want to give up so badly. But despite, or perhaps because, at that moment he had a crucial flashback to his youth. La 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 la, la 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 la, climbing this tree, climbing this tree. Oh, wow! Oh. Son, something wrong? Daddy, <laughs> I fell from the tree. <laughs> uh, our dear sweet Manworth, while you take a break, rest up, make sure you're not hurt. You get back up there, and you climb up that tree. <laughs> but why I fell? Because, son, you must never give up. An important facet of all life. Climb up that tree. Learn from your mistakes and keep on going. Huh. My fathers are right. Huh. I must keep crawling. I will not let that creature get me. Thank you, dads. He finally, finally pushed himself to his feet. Some of his strength restored thanks to the wisdom of Chip Manworth. There was one thing that caught his eye as he ran and ran, an ornate door, a bronze and silver framing. 
That unknown creature's snarl made him so terrified he did not care what laid by on that door. He readied his shoulder and burst through it explosively. Never before he did. He expounded that much energy as he did in that second equally so when he shut it. At last, he was safe in the grand ballroom again. Peace breathed a tremendous sigh of relief until he saw the body that lay in a few feet away from him. An orange, greasy slug with a tuxedo jacket and handlebar mustache. Chuck! Chuck! No! No, God! Chuck! 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 Please! Please! No, 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 no! Chuck! Chuck! Wake up! Wake up, buddy! Wake up! Moments passed. Nothing. Chuck! 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 Please, Chuck! Please! Chuck, no, no. Chuck! 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 Oh, of course! Of course! I'm so sorry. I'll never be leave you leave you behind like that again. Quiet. And then Peach understood it. He knew that Chuck did not face physical danger in his time alone. Chuck, listen to me. You are life. I can't imagine what you suffer, but all life is sacred, and so are you, especially you. Oh, you are so loved. And, and it is an honor, it is a joy, it is a pleasure to know you. I, I, I couldn't picture life without knowing my best friend, Gracie Chuck. And, and not only are you life, but you are defined life. You've done what not even the most perfectly adapted organism can do, and even if you didn't, who cares? You're you. Oh, I love you too. Wonderful, wonderful thing. Now let's go get Elvors. He shoved Chuck to his feet equivalent, and the two stood in the empty ballroom, taking but a quick moment to appreciate its beauty. Chuck grinned slightly. How he'd like to play a set here. How Pish would like to MC a fundraising gala. And then, only for a passing moment, did they have some modicum of hope. Perhaps they would indeed survive. This time, with restrained caution, as well, learning their lessons at last. Are you? They peeped their heads out the door, and there was nothing. Once more. Wait. Wait. Just wait. They stared at the empty hallway, knowing that something would burst into the delicate frame of its rectangular shape. They waited, their breath steadied, gripping the door. Chuck! <gasps> Do you hear that choir?
Gracie chucked her into peace, his beautiful face scrunched inscrutably, a burning curiosity and a grand desire to follow the line of Arias's acolytes that marched in front of them into the room to which they stepped. Well, this we must see. It could be decisive. And creep forward they did. When they arrived, they looked in to see a giant, dark amphitheater of stone with it weighed like decaying flesh. Pale light shot down from ringed chandeliers who glow never died onto a mound of marble that held a great throne upon which sat the blurry dim figure of Arias and before him the marching band of acolytes. Too dim to make out the details, but Chuck and Peach were thankful for that. They would already have enough nightmares to warrant several years of therapy. As Arias spoke, he did not move, save for only the gesticulation of his hand. You've all been chosen by mine own hand to serve not me, but the infinite itself. They call us haunted spectres, and I, that's indeed what we are. For what be a ghost but a reminder of sins past, of failure and folly. You may have known I was once embroiled in such an adventure to push the boundaries of man. And where did it get me, eh? Where? Eleven gone mad, only I left, left to rot, left to subside in this not derelict, left to realize my own destiny. We are the ferrymen to damnation for all those souls so lost. Well, Chuck, I thought we were dealing with Space Davy Jones, but I think we might be dealing with Space Satan. The two felt their innards melt as Arias immediately went silent and turned to their general direction. At least they had found each other, and at least they could die together. But that sea of silent, cracked, and monochromatic faces was so peaceful and quiet it truly felt like a nightmare come to life. <laughs> you would decide whether what happened next was a miracle or an even worse turn of events. An acolyte pointed upward, not to them, but away from them. Huh? As something moved in the atrium ceiling. And then... <laughs> My goodness, Chuck, I didn't tell you this, but that monster was chasing me. I, I, I don't know what, what it wants. Uh, maybe it's not like a pet. Maybe it's not friendly to them, but uh, while they're distracted, let's go. Go, 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 go. The acolytes did not make a sound, nor did Arias, as they fended off the creature of which Peach and Chuck never saw, for they were already down the hall. They decided to go to the place that looked most unfamiliar in the hopes that Advores would soon be there. Peace. 
Chuck. Kill me. Kill me. Yo! Chuck! What? That was our voice. Follow that voice. Follow that voice. Follow that voice. <laughs> El voice was on his last. A withered husk of a former sex god. Ready to die, but that did not mean he did not fear it with laid head. His world went silent. <gasps> there he is! They were voices again. They had to be. Oh, but the mucousy hand that reached forward to caress his back had it felt real, it felt good. Maybe this was it. This was the end, and Greasy Chuck was here to lead him to the afterlife. Alvarez, <laughs> Alvarez, oh, we're here, we're real. He opened his eyes, and he saw them. He did solid and true, but he saw something else behind them. Alvarez, oh my goodness, what have they done to you? Behind. He's here. Oh, I wasn't expecting company tonight. They finally saw Arias. There were holes peppering his face. Like a devilish honeycomb, he wore a mane of silver, wiry and rusted, and in his eyes was the gaping void of a broken and human man. His clothes were vaguely swashbuckling in nature, but leathery and seemingly attached to his body. Peach and Chuck held on to each other, frozen in place, their fingers gripping every crevice of the other. Peace, Bowersworth. I can thank you proper for broadcasting my words. In the past few weeks, I've collected more weary travelers than my entire time here. They quivered like insects. And Chuck, I must admit, I'm quite the fan. I'll miss your avant-garde shanties. You really didn't think you'd escape now, did you? You've come to hell, boys, and no one escapes damnation. Now, why don't you follow me? Accept your fate with dignity. Oh my god! But it was upon hearing that word, Greasy Chuck was reminded who he was. He looked to Elvors, whose eyes were closed. An extraordinary idea grew in a head coursing with the one he had never considered. Yes, Chuck. Come along now. Or would you like to be dragged there? Arias picked the two up by the necks, just as Chuck started rumbling, vibrating. What's this? He emitted a bright, glowing glow. The glow exploded as Peach closed his eyes and Arias howled in pain. The two fell to the floor as the great specter slammed his fist into the walls. His agony turned to vicious anger. When Chuck and Peach looked at him, blue blood dripped from the eye sockets that he clutched. His crippled sight had odds with his mighty movements. 
Ye bastards! All have ye yet! <laughs> My god, what the hell was that? <laughs> Incredible! Let's get out, boys, and skidoo! No! He swung his great big fist towards Elvors, and her eyes accidentally knocked off the chain, and Frida captured meteorologist. He ducked another of the sinister Scotsman's swings as Gracie Chuck corralled Elvors onto his back and at the door. But Peach stayed to make one final blunder. Ha ha! Sucks to suck, Arias! Ah, you lusting, irritating mosquito! He kicked Peach out the door, sending that twerp flying through the air and into the wall of the hallway. He slammed to the ground as his companions awaited. Aha! Oh, oh I know I shouldn't have gloated. Let's get out of here. They turned to see the half-blinded Arise stumble out a raging ox, now approached by a dozen acolytes ready for war. <laughs> After them, my children. After them. Holy shit, let's go! Adrenaline was their fuel. Friendship was their engine. They flew through the hallways, despite their bodies crying for rest. And Peach used his trusty communicator to tune into the ship's location, their sole hope of life, their torch in the dark. This way, he cried. The acolytes held a steady pace, but behind them, Arise did not so much run as he glided. A ghastly presence, inescapable. The wails rung again from the walls, souls trapped in memories lingering. Faster! He defies the known laws of physics! The roar sounded, the music blasted, the ghosts wailed, the acolytes choked. It was a cluster of sounds gathering in on them, pushing forth. We're so close! I can finally feel it! The final stretch. Can they make it? Will they make it? They urge their bodies to break light speed behind them. That wave of dead and folk closed in just as they saw the very docking bay they parked their ship. Peach, Chuck, you actually came. Would you never run before, my loves? And you turn to and like Olympic gods of old, they leapt into their ship. All was still, all was calm. Peach, knowing the day would be lost if he would miss, threw his hand to shut the gate, just as an acolyte crept through. Take me with you. Take me with you. Peach reached forward to pull the acolyte in with his fellows and pulled him back out. And Chuck had, with no other choice, pulled the ship into higher gear. Peach held his hand outstretched, no feeling of victory present. They finally lifted off, and in overwhelming calm, took hold from one of those many syrupy windows. Arias watched as their ship hovered away. He decided not to pursue, for... Go on, then. Tell them what you've seen. Oblivion awaits us all.
They flew away last. Peace stirred Elvor's, watching the Desperin's gray skin turn ghastly white. <laughs> Wake up. Come on. Come on. Elvor's will not lose you. You came for me? Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Peace. <laughs> I never thought you liked me all that much. Boz, of course I don't dislike you. I'd I, I come and save you from this. I was just... I was... I was envious, is all. But if I'd ever seen that, I never liked you. I looked at you and I, I saw who I wish... Though I wish I could be so effortlessly likable. Uh, sometimes I feel like I'm giving all I got to a chorus of mediocrity, but they worship you. You do it like, like this. I'm with you, Salami, easily. It's funny, because I came onto your show because I was envious of you. I, what, what, really? I, I thought you came on to have a good channel to talk about the weather. Naturally. But that sincerity of yours, I've long lost that. I think it's sexy. Yeah, keep on. Oh, boys. Oh, I wish I told you this sooner. <laughs> How much time have we wasted not cultivating a potentially fascinating friendship? Don't you worry, darling. We got all the time in the world. All the... Oh. You'll be okay. Rest now. Rest like all those on board the derelict who could not and who will not. Let us pray for those who could not escape. Let us never take for granted the power of love and friendship. And then I say, Amen. And so ends our tale of terror. Thank you for coming along for our frightful ride. And remember, the nightmare never ends. <laughs> Monster match. It was a graveyard smash. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the real Peter Carolini. Thank you so much for joining us for this wonderful Halloween special. We here at Dawn of Tomorrow love the Sam Haynes season. And we love to give a wonderful shout out to our cast of four tonight. Jenna Carolini as Gracie Chuck. Nick Vader as Orias, Alec Tiano as Elvors, and myself as Peach Manworth. As always, we have our sound provided to us by freesound.com, who we thank very much for all their help with public domain music by Gustav Holtz and actual music by Yunju Hong, whom you can find on Spotify and iTunes. Please go and listen to her music and download it. And of course, 
the all-time Halloween classic of which we do not own the rights and do, which we do not aim to profit off of Monster Mash by Boris Pickett. Again, we thank you for joining us for these three days of cliffhangers, scares, and everything else that's glorious and macabre. And we hope to see you when things return to normal, if they ever were normal. Good night, folks. And remember, vote.